Greetings, dear listeners, and a very warm welcome to the Annotating Arts Education podcast, a podcast exploring the possibilities, pasts, and futures of arts education. Always on the cutting edge, the Annotating Arts Education podcast team regularly visits groundbreaking arts educational events, taking the opportunity to speak to innovators and experts alike and share with you not only the most up-to-date discourses, but also the environments where such possibilities for arts education can expand. One central body when it comes to possible futures for arts education is Footnotes, a decentralised movement, learning platform and place for trans-temporal exchange. Footnotes endeavours to recenter various practices and ways of working that have historically been marginalised as a form of educational intervention and exchange by inviting a diverse range of educators, facilitators and students to come together to present, share, debate and explore the pasts, presents and futures of arts education. To take you, dear listeners, along with us on this journey through the Footnotes Conference here in 2045, across times and spaces, let's dive into a meditation with Octopus, our temporal timekeepers. want to welcome you warmly to the temporal zone of 2045. We are sending this to those who have spent the past few days with us, as well as those who have just recently traveled into our temporal zone. Let us introduce ourselves. We are Olga and Aura. As octopus, we are keepers of the temporal zone of 2045. We are the connective tissue that holds and nurtures temporalities. We understand temporalities through the definitions and profound reflections made by the media theorist Sarah Sharma almost 32 years ago, who emphasized time as a lived experience, one that is always political, produced at the intersection of a range of social differences and institutions, and of which the clock is only one chronometer. There are the cycles of the seasons, your heartbeat, your breath, the push and pull of bodies and water, returning to work, returning to home, returning to friends, commuting, communing, commoning. Temporalities do not experience a uniform time, but rather a time particular to the labor that produces them. Their experience of time depends on where they are positioned within a larger economy of temporal worth. In her book, In the Meantime, published in 2013, Sharma interrogated processes where bodies are differently valued temporally 
and made productive for capital. One of the most important takeaways from her research, one that we want to write into the history of this temporal zone, is that the temporal is political regardless of speed and is present no matter what the dominant technologies of the day are. That is because, as we said on the first day, time travel is not a novel technology. It used to be known as history. We enable time travel, but only by tracing the relations between the possibility of futures to the conditions of their pasts. Octopus operates in this in-between space, the connective tissue that is always entangled, always situated, always porous and heterogeneous. It is also why we propose the strategy of anachronism. The state or condition of being chronologically out of place. It is a strategy, a countertext to the myth of progress as the imagination that walks, facing forward towards the future, leaving its past behind along a linear arrow of time. In many ways, the future may come from the past, and the past from the future. Both exist alongside each other, perhaps in different places, or folded into the cuts and fractures, the crevices and cracks of what is politically and culturally confined to one place. So in this place in particular, the temporal zone of 2045, we have been joined by many time travelers from all over, from a multiplicity of temporal zones. Over the next one and a half days, we will give body, voice and pulse to facilitate the exchange between these zones. There lies power in naming. A name is, by definition, other than what it designates. The gap amidst words and the worlds expressed brings us to the activity of worlding. When we give a name to things, our children or ourselves, this is an act, an activity, a verb. Retaining the same name throughout life is part of an evolving strategy of producing particular kinds of subjects. In order to stabilize a name in such a way that it becomes a permanent descriptor, its function must either be split off from the self, or else the self must acquire a species of obduracy and permanence to match that of the name. In this manner, a permanent name facilitates control enhances interchangeability. You become the generic identity that the institutional descriptors allow. This is from an essay, Ask Before You Bite, by Elvia Wilk. The project of world-making is the division of this raw central data into digestible chunks 
naming things, creating separations, making maps, drawing borders and lines onto which we arrange time, by which we isolate bodies. However, between names, between borders, between lines, there are gaps, there are cracks. These are the interstices in which our lived experiences are felt. For a moment, we would like to invite you once again to forget the names, dissolve the separations, borders, lines. Become aware of the sensory information that your body receives, the light, shadows, colors, vibrations, sounds, and temperature. Find two objects in the room. When you have chosen two objects, look into the space that is between them. Can you experience your surrounding as a field? Footnotes are localities we can inhabit. They are not objects, but verbs. They allow us to take action, to move, in the in-between. Let, let us dwell in there for a bit. Experience time as a relation. So what is your name here and now? in the temporal zone of 2045. Thank you for listening to the Annotating Arts Education podcast. Join us next time to further explore alternative forms of arts education and to see what other time zone spaces we might just tap into. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Gigi, in 2045. Take care.